This is Tales of Swordfall. Episode 32, Shared Soup. So, you're not too familiar with some, like, wizard spells and stuff, but you do feel that something has set uh, an alarm spell, but you're not sure who owns it, you're not sure, like, um, like, if it's loud or silent or just will ping in someone's head. I mean, you didn't see it cast or uh, didn't see the ritual happen, so it's really hard to tell who this I, actually belongs to. Can I tell if the alarm spell is centered on the lock or the door or just the premises in general? Uh, it seems like the premises in general. Okay, so if I poke at the lock, it doesn't look like it's going to cause anything funny, right? But do you actually physically poke at the lock? Well, I, 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 I'm looking at it and I, is there any way I could use one of these? And this is a long shot, I know, so I'm guessing no. But I have five candles in my burglar's pack, and that's wax. There's no way I could I could put the wax in the keyhole to fashion a crude mold, right? You can try. Um, you can definitely try. And I, I prefer people not to notice this, too, so that's going to be an added layer. Is that I, I imagine that's slate of hand, right? Uh, that would be first to stealth to see if anybody is okay. actually going to, yeah. All right, I'm just, this is the kind of person Alonzo is. Okay, oh, yeah. stealth. Okay, you're going to do it super Mark stealthy. Mark definitely trying to uh, look at what's going on, because he doesn't totally trust Alonzo yet. I, it looks like Alonzo's just, like, checking all the locks. He's, like, it looks like... Oh, one of those, like, home security guys checking your home and making sure everything's, like, you know, good. You you don't notice him doing anything funny. Uh, hey, Alonzo, can you, uh, like, just roll me a straight-up sleight of hand, uh, to yep. do something funny? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alonzo, despite whatever magic spell is melting the wax of your... Uh, of trying to actually uh, make a key copy, you s figure out the melting time and stuff, like, in the perfect... I use, it, I use it to, like, melt the candle into the right shape. Yeah, and it's super hard because it's like, there's something just not letting you do it, and so it would take an expert hand and someone super sly to actually make a copy of the key this way. Do we see him struggling? Actually, no. Like, I don't think you... You see him do something a little weird. Like, that's all you do. Like, he has some kind of, like, hand motion. He does it a couple times. So I mean, I would, I would roll perception, but uh, I mean, it's try. basically impossible for me to do... Uh, oh, to, you, you, to could, that. <laughs> you could crit. I mean... That's true. Yeah, that's, that's possible. That's possible. So does it not work, then, because it's melting off? Nope. Do not crit. No, you do not crit. Um, yeah, you notice that, like, somehow the lock is enchanted, so a copy of the key is almost impossible. Like, it's it would take someone with either a great amount of luck, a la you, or a lot amount of skill 
which is almost all you too, so you know. But I don't quite pull it off just now. I no, you actually do pull it off. Oh, okay. Because See, I was I wasn't clear. You rolled the awesome. natural. You rolled the natural twenty, but you fantastic. Know, you know fantastic. how hard it is, and you know that it would take someone of tremendous like you would have to piss off the right person with the right skill to make like to actually have someone come and make a copy of your key or whatever you know and i just did it yeah all right so i'm gonna pocket the key mold and i'm gonna i'm just gonna oh go ahead and uh despite making a really like almost perfect key mold copy you can feel that it's it's losing its shape though like magically Ah, dang. Yeah. So somebody somebody set up for this place to be secure. Oh, okay, so I'm just going to stand back and dust off my hands and go, Well, this is quite a lovely little place. Can't even copy the key. It's quite, uh... I don't think the, pick is, the lock is even pickable. They've really set us up with a lovely little place. So, Nilkis, you won't have to worry about security. Nice oh. job, sunshine, and he snickers. <laughs> Wow. And Alonzo's just gonna bow kind of sarcastically to him. And Nork's gonna say uh, to Alonzo, so does that mean we can keep people of the likes of you out, even? Uh, people, yes. Me, no. And he's just gonna put his hand, hand on the door handle and go, shall we go in? No, Nork, don't be all grumpy. He's our friend now. You gotta lay back a little. And Ash, you need to speak up, man. You're so quiet. Uh, Ash is kind of just, like, staring off in this space, looks really distracted. Is Ash still drunk? Um, it's starting to wear off at this point, I would think. Yeah, it's it's starting to wear off. Uh, well, I guess... I'll take Alonzo's invitation into the house that that myself and Rayanne and Tirker earned. There's only one teeny tiny problem. Hmm. Did he get my whisper? It's locked. The door's locked. Do one of you have the key? Hmm. You you don't have the key to your own house. I just uh, found out I had a house. Nelkis, did do you know anything about? It? No, is is Tucker in? Is Tucker in there? I mean, we can break the windows, right? There's uh, windows, right? You know, can we knock I do on have the a door? backup, don't I? You know, I think knocking is probably the most sensible idea. Uh, I don't. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Ash will just walk up and knock on the door and be like, maybe there's a butler or something? I don't know. So you knock on the door, which is what most responsible, like, clear-thinking people would actually do. And you do hear steps inside coming toward the door. And the door unlocks. And the door opens. And there is a man. And... What looks like to be war armor. Uh, he is very tall. He has um, gray wisps in his hair. He has a goatee. He looks a little foreign. Nork and uh, Ran, you know who this is. 
Is it austere? It is austere. And he says, oh. Ah, I see you find your, found your house. Oh, yes, okay, it's... okay. I was wondering oh. if we had the right address for a moment. Hmm. Ah, Tirker's, uh out right now. He's taking care of some business. But, um, he didn't, he didn't give you a copy uh, of the key. No, I just no, although I think uh, <laughs> I think our um, new uh, I guess quote unquote traveling companion here was attempting to make a copy of the key. Seems like he had some trouble. Why with would that. I do that? It's already our house. Why would I copy the key? You no, said you were. Make... You, 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 you just said you that you were. No, I said no. it was uncopyable. <laughs> He was just checking out to make sure the security was good. The entire point was that you could not make a copy. Look, you don't even listen, do you? I stopped him. You what? I said, <laughs> I still don't trust him. Oh, I thought you said uh, you no, stabbed just kinda, him. Kind of grumpy. That would have been so I was like, are you stabbing him with a verbal knife? No! No! No, that's a murder Rayad goes, now you know what it feels like. I still won't trust him, is what Rayan's saying. Alonzo just smiles back and goes, I don't trust you either. Hmm. Oh, at least it's feeling At least feelings mutual, yeah. Is, Wait, is also, did, oh, did, did, did we just agree on something, Rayan? Savor it. <laughs> well, it looks like you uh, love doves are getting along quite well. It's nice to okay. see your party has diversified, uh, too. Oh, uh, um, uh, Norg is going to point to Nilkis and say, uh, we, we kind of found this one. And he's going to point to Alonzo. He's going to say, and that one kind of found us. And we, I don't know, he, he, we can't shake him. So I guess he's coming along. And, uh, he, uh, looks at, at Ash. Uh, I hope the ones are. Uh, and this one's actually like, um, nice. And he nods and he uh, says, "I hope the winds are favorable." Uh, Ash bows a little bit. Um, and uh, says, uh, "And the fires light your way." And he uh, gives you a bow back. Um, hey, so Nilkis and Ash, can you give me a perception check with advantage? Oh, 12 oh, total. <laughs> that, that's not bad. 15. So, both you can tell this guy is from Orzek. Both of you can tell that he is one of the higher class people. The you know, probably one of the from one of the families that live lives in some of the wizard towers. And um, Ash, you know specifically just from your background that the family crest that he does have on is one of the large proponents of anti-slavery. That will actually once in a while come over to uh, Cebu and 
fight off slavers along with uh, the the genocide. Oh, so he's an abolitionist. Yes. Uh, that uh, puts him pretty high on, on uh, Ash's list, and he will uh, say uh, thank you so much for what um, your family does for us. Well, the Austrian has been very serious about slavery for many centuries. The Sentinels are too. <laughs> and he gives you a solid salute. So how how are you feeling about seeing this um, war wizard in front of you that apparently may own your house, uh, Nilkus? He's just acting natural and sort of like oh, with his um, hands behind the back of his neck and just sort of smiling at like Alonzo and Rayan and Nork and everybody and letting Ash talk to this uh, gentleman. Okay, um, are you, well, of course you are trying to hide your true feelings, so, uh, give me a deception check. I just want to see how well you're, you know, you're outwardly showing, like, acting natural. Oh, he's, like, sweating or something. Yep. And it's, it's cold out, and, uh, Milk is sweating. Um... Yeah, I mean, if you, if anyone wants to do an insight check against Nilkus, you can. I, was, I was about to say, if I if I notice he's sweating, I might roll insight, just yeah. for kicks. I, yeah, I think you're going to beat him either way, just with your... Uh... I'd imagine he's like that commercial on Trident where that guy is nervous looking, like, when his phone's ringing. He's got that grin, like, yeah. Yeah, so you can definitely tell Alonzo that something's up with Nilkis. Something's making him slightly uncomfortable, and it seems like he gets this way anytime the you know mention of slavery kind of comes up. And you did hear, you know, there was a. Actually, did you guys tell him about the duel at all? I don't think I've heard about the duel actually. No. So never, never mind on that point. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, something is bothering Nilkus, but uh, you are welcomed and ushered in by uh, Osir, and he starts showing you around. Uh, you guys, on the first floor, um, there is a nice kitchen, which it looks like uh, somebody has made furniture to help like uh, shorter folk like gnome and halflings uh, reach the counters. So it's this is definitely a very like race friendly house. Um, the 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 um, ceilings are a little bit taller for taller races, and it seems like the doors are just like made a little bit extra wider for anybody who might be a wider race. So you know, like if you had say Goliath or Dragonborn in here, uh, they wouldn't like bump into walls or anything. It's it's kind of nice. Um, there's uh, stairs going up, and they lead to like reckon uh, like one recreational room per level and bedrooms. So there's enough bedrooms for like everyone. Um, there is a uh, dining area downstairs. There is a little parlor. It's a really nice place. Like. 
it it could fit like a family of like six to eight, depending on how many people are there. Ooh. And I think you have about six people. Yep. Yep. So yeah, if if there's more people, you might have to put them in the attic or the basement. Either way. Uh yeah. And you just got like a nice middle class townhome with a little garden in front. We have a townhouse, you guys. I think this at this point Rayan's kinda nice. tearing out in pride. And uh Oster comes and pats you on the shoulder. It's been a long while since you've had a uh, roof over your head, huh? Uh, I can't remember the last time. As far as I remember, I've always been eh, in alleyways. Well, got a home here now, and hopefully the magic school can uh, help you with any troubles that may come. Hmm. I need to learn more about this magic school. I think I could learn a two thing or two. Sorry, I think I could learn a thing or two here. Of course, you're a friend of Rand's and Turkers. And what happened to Gavin? He he looks around. He went to help a couple of halflings during a fire. Ah, well, it, it seems to be uh fitting for a large lad to uh help people. Gavin stayed behind to help rebuild uh, in my hometown. I wanted to ask something. Um, do we have any access to your libraries at the college? Uh, yes. Um, I, I believe that uh, that was part of the agreement with uh, Tirker that you would have access to uh, some of our resources. Not all of them, you know, like, you will never oh. get back into that vault because, well, you oh. probably don't want to go back there. And he looks at Nork, just kind of like... Uh. <laughs> and Nork just kind of looks and gives a little bit of a nervous half-grin and a nod. <laughs> There's an actual specific subject I kind of want to look up later. Oh? what? What is that? Do y'all possibly have anything? It could be in either common or elven. Thieves can't. It might be a stretch, but um, about the first mother and possibly her her children. I uh, like a shadow gets thrown over his face for a moment, and he gives you this look of what you talking about. But he doesn't say anything. It's just like this very brief moment of like. It's a stretch. Uh, it seems rather chilling here at the moment. Uh, I'm going to go cook something. <laughs> I like to think Alonzo has already gone to the kitchen and poured himself a drink. At this point. <laughs> uh, uh, how about Ash and or Phoenix? Because this was like, she mentioned first mother. He's like, you know, suddenly in uh, just... Um, what you talking about, Mode? It's something that popped up today, and I'm just quite curious about the subject. I am an enthusiast about magic, and yeah. 
So, Ash, how are you feeling about this sudden reaction to First Mother? Uh, he's kind of keeping that uh, in the back of his mind. Uh, but he's got a lot of other things on his mind, too. He's thinking about looking for a room to sit down his stuff and kind of sit for a minute. And uh, Nilgis. Oh, did you follow Alonzo to the kitchen so you're not even, like, hearing this? Yeah, he's... He's being a little weird, especially since Rayanne started uh, tearing up and talking to the guy. He's, like, biting his lips so much that it's, like, bleeding a little bit. Oh, yeah, wow. Oof. Yeah. And he uh, just uh, awkwardly, like, walks over to the kitchen. <laughs> nice, nice. Thank you for listening to Tales of Swordfall. consider listening to these podcasts. Hello folks, JP Winterbottom here to tell you about The Beholder's Eye, a 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons narrative-focused actual play podcast about a group of private investigators in a fantasy noir setting with eldritch horror undertones. You can find The Beholder's Eye every other Friday on iTunes, SoundCloud, or anywhere podcasts are found. Please like, share, comment, and subscribe.